Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Traveling through time and space, it's the podcast of timey wimey proportions, Podcastica. Now, here's John and Taylor. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com. Haven't said that in a while. Episode yeah. 108, which is a very familiar number. <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, we uh, watched the Pirate Planet this week. My name is John, and joining me this week, as always, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hi there. How's it going? It's uh, it's going quite well. Um, it's nice. quite cold too. I know we've had our first kind of real rain of the season, and now we've got our first kind of real cold of the season. It's all yeah. forty six at my house right now. I went outside once today to get some food. I uh, walked around and I said, "Wow, it's starting to feel like winter. I like it." Yeah, it definitely is. This is definitely uh, some cozy blanket and some classic Doctor Who weather, or uh, as I like to say, a pumpkin spice season is over. Bring on peppermint. Ah, and gingerbread. And oh yes, and gingerbread. Oh man, I wonder if those are uh, if those are around in our local Starbucks yet. Uh, I haven't looked. Last time I went, it was still before Halloween, but uh, I kid you not, um, Amber and Kobe went the, literally the day after Halloween, and they already had holiday cups. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Sounds sounds like a party. Uh, we did mention episode 108, which, mm. uh, if you're a Lost fan, <laughs> um, and I, I just wanted to say, um, it's Michael Emerson, right? Michael yes. Emerson? He's yeah. apparently uh, the main villain on Arrow now. I've seen some tweets from you about that. Uh, I'm very excited to uh, enjoy the show, mainly because he's on it. No doubt. Yeah. He's a great actor. And, and speaking of shows, I have to say I am very thrilled oh. that you have finally jumped on the Stranger <laughs> Things bandwagon. Yes, I finished season one last week. Oh, excellent. Very good. I'm going to uh, hopefully get to start watching season two this week at some point. I'm five episodes in. I've heard good things. Two. I've heard good yeah. things. Not only that, it's it's kind of exciting because um, uh, half the fun of watching this show is actually just seeing all the stuff from the 80s they have in it, including the cars. Yeah. At least for me. And it turns out that um, they filmed down in Georgia. Georgia? And uh, some of the people I know through some uh, uh, some Nissan 300ZX groups on Facebook actually were there and their cars were in the show. And one actually was actually an extra in the background of the first episode. Oh, really? And you can totally see her. It's, it's, I'm like, holy crap, how did I not see that before? That is very cool. Cap. It is very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I can't wait to, to hear what you uh think about season two and all of that i'm i'm just i'm thrilled you're watching it now and and might i say just to everybody out there um the stranger things mobile game uh is really good is it it is i've been playing it for uh quite a few weeks now and uh it's a really they they've laid it out really well it's a really fun game to play oh good i will I recommend um, it i will have to check that out and it's free oh even better 
Right. <laughs> That's the best part. Why didn't you lead with that? Because I, I figured everything else could right. sell it on its own yeah. merits, right? Exactly. So, uh, as I said, we watched the Pirate Planet, but we got some Who news before we uh, we get to that. So, Taylor, don't you uh, take it away here? Yeah, absolutely. Got a little bit of Who news and a whole, whole lot of story notes, but we'll get to that. Um, so, they've announced the uh, first director of the Chibnall era, uh, Jamie Childs. Um, he actually was the guy who directed uh, Jodie Whittaker's reveal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's officially on as a director, but there's no word yet as to what story or stories he'll direct or, you know, anything other than, yes, he's going to direct. Oh, well, uh, sounds good. Yeah, I'm we'll told. have a link to that in the in the show notes. Things are shaping up. Yeah, pre-production has started uh, as of uh, about a week and a half ago, I think. So hopefully we'll start getting more stuff trickling out. All right. Uh, next bit of news. Um this is, I don't know, a, a lesson that, you know, if you've got a problem with your employer, you probably shouldn't air it to the world. But <laughs> unfortunately, Dalek operator and um, article writer and heck, big Finnish writer and everything, yeah. Nicholas Pegg, um, not sure if any relation to Simon Pegg, but Nicholas Pegg has been fired after writing a Doctor Who uh, magazine article. That had a secret hidden message that basically told off the publisher of the magazine and BBC Worldwide. Now, is he just fired from... What is he fired from? Um, I think he's pretty much fired from all Doctor Who. Oh, no. Yeah. Nicholas, no. He's been sacked by the BBC. So I think it's safe to say that we are not going to see him as a Dalek operator. I think it's safe to say we're not going to see him contributing to Doctor Who magazine. Um, I haven't seen anything Big Finish-wise. You know, is Big Finish going to be like, hey, look, you know, I know you didn't tell us off, but, um, you know, I don't know. I've got a feeling once you've already um, kind of burned those first two bridges, you might not make it across the third. But I I don't have official word on that one way or the other. Oh, that's uh, that's very disappointing. That is, that totally is disappointing. Um, but clearly he was a very unhappy man. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, man, so, 1999 to 2017. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Well, I mean, hopefully we can mend that bridge at some <laughs> we'll point. See. Um, I haven't seen what the uh, the secret coded message was. but uh, oh, follow, follow the link in the show notes and you'll be able to see. Oh, boy. I will, I will check that out a little later. I, I'm, I'm sure it was um, worthy of being fired. It, yes. Yes, it oh, definitely boy. was. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, lastly this week, we've got a, a couple of recent passings to uh, make yeah. note of. Uh, first, Doctor Who's very first female director, Patty Russell. Uh, passed away last week. Uh, she was directing back in the first Doctor era. Oh, wow. I know. When you really look at that first Doctor era, for as much as you know, we may say things about pacing and such, um, there was quite a bit of diversity behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, no, there definitely was. And if you watch um, the... Oh, boy. What is it called? It's... Um... Adventures in Space and Time. Thank you. Adventures in Space and yeah. Time. You will see how much diversity was uh, was behind... Doctor Who. Um, she directed episodes for the first, third, and fourth Doctors. Actually, mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And this and, other one uh, has a little bit of um, this week. 
and uh, some past episodes we've reviewed. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it just hit uh, today. I saw it from a few people on Twitter that uh, composer Dudley Simpson uh, passed away. He he actually did the music for the Pirate Planet. Yeah, uh, did the music for City of Death. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a number of other stories uh, in Who and many that we've reviewed. Um, but yes, that uh, that unfortunately that news did come across the wires today. Yeah, and I think he also did the music for for Shada, which is uh oh sure yeah, which is coming out uh, fully soon. in a couple of a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't be our next, won't be the next one that we review, but uh, probably the one after that. So very possibly, yes. Yeah. Oh, very sad. Yeah, I saw that today. And I went, oh no, he did the music for City of Death. It's like mm-hmm. one of the best Doctor Who serials of all time. Cool. Yeah, all that music for all their running across Paris. Uh, he's probably like, man, I. Uh, how long do you want this? Well, <laughs> Dudley, we need maybe, I don't know, they run for quite a while. They do. They really do. <laughs> um, so this week, we watched The Pirate Planet, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana One. Yes. John Leeson as K-9, and Bruce Purchase as the mm-hmm. captain. Sometimes it looks simple, and then you go, I don't know if that's correct. Maybe it's Purchase. Purchase? No, I... Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> it was written by Douglas Adams and directed by Pennett Roberts. It first aired September 30th to October 21st, 1978, and it is the second story of season 16 of the classic era of Doctor Who, and... My goodness gracious, we've got some story notes. Yeah, boy, do we ever. You know, when you've got a story that was penned by the man who brought us The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, you know there's going to be some interesting stuff buried down in there. Oh, yes. Um, So apparently in, in TARDIS tech, we learned that the synchronic feedback circuit or the multi-loop stabilizer are both essential for a smooth rematerialization of the TARDIS. Yes. Uh, Very is funny. That, is that what um, when the doctor just goes, I don't believe that and rips the uh... page out of the Yes, exactly. Because Roman is there kind of flipping through the TARDIS yeah. manual, um, <laughs> which which Eleven later throws into like a sun or a black hole because he disagreed with it. Yes. <laughs> so now it's just gone forever. Yeah. And actually in that same scene, uh, Romana relates that veteran and vintage vehicles uh, was actually an elective class uh, that she didn't take, but did cover the TARDIS type 40. Oh, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So get a little bit of, a little bit of schooling, Gallifreyan schooling. I'll take a class on vintage vehicles. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Douglas Adams's first contribution to Doctor Who. And, and while, um, while he was working on the pirate planet, uh, he sold his radio play, which a lot of people know is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, to the BBC. And oh. he worked on both projects at the same time. Oh, wow. He was working on Hitchhiker's Guide while he was working on the pirate planet. That's crazy. I know. Um, in fact, the original draft for this story, The Pirate Planet, was extremely complex and centered around a Time Lord trapped in a giant aggression-absorbing machine and several paradoxes um and it was greatly simplified by the script editor anthony reed a giant aggression absorbing absorbing machine machine. yes oh my goodness that's a whole (laughs) that's just a whole thing isn't it 
Oh, it is. I can only imagine what it would have looked like on screen. Um, but speaking of Hitchhiker's Guide references, um, at one point the doctor tells Chemus, don't panic. Yes. Right, which is the tagline for Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> um, and the name of the planet, Bentraginus 5, uh, is actually likely a reference to Santraginus 5, which is the home of one of the key ingredients in the pangalactic gargle blaster, uh, which is a drink... Uh, from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy universe. And further... Oh, my goodness. I know. Have you seen Hitchhiker's Guide? The the movie? Um, I've, re- I've read... Version. I've read... Um, okay. I've, I've seen the the newer movie, but I also yep. read... I read Restaurant at the End of the Universe. I don't nice. know why I didn't read in order. I have no idea. I seem to remember in fourth or fifth grade doing a book report on So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, and boy, did it go over a lot of kids' heads. <laughs> Um, I was, I was raised on the, the BBC miniseries, ah. uh, that was done back. I must've been, it must've been the early to mid eighties. I think maybe it was, I was pretty sure it was early eighties. Um, that's what I was raised on, huh. um, but I've read some of the books. I've seen the newer movie. I, I highly recommend the original miniseries if you can find it. Maybe it's on BritBox. I'll have to look. Maybe. Um, so further, the doctor's line, standing around all day looking tough must be very wearing on the nerves, actually was later used in one of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio serial, uh, serials, yeah. um, and it was uh, Ford Prefect who said that line, same line to a Vogon. Oh, wow. I know. So not only do we have connections to Hitchhiker's Guide, we also have connections from this story to New Who. Um, in the 11th hour, uh, when the Atraxes holographic montage of all the previous Doctors was cycling through, the close-up of the, of the Doctor at the end of Part 2 of The Pirate Planet is the image of the fourth Doctor. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And strangely enough, did you know that they are still taking classic stories and novelizing them. Really? Yes, and this was actually the latest classic Who story to be novelized, receiving the treatment for the first time only in January 5th of this year. Wow. I know. Very interesting. Yeah, thank you, TARDIS Wikia, for all those fun facts. And always reliable source. So, Taylor, uh, before we dive on in here... Yeah. You have a uh, world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Uh, While searching for the next piece of the key to time, the Doctor, Romana, and K-9 find themselves not quite on Calufrax, and in the midst of a complex plot to quell the masses, mash the planets, and convert mass into energy in an infinitely impossible attempt to cheat death. Oh boy, so Pirate Planet, huh? Pirate Planet, the Moons of Madness. Uh, or as I start with, hey kid, nice model city. This is, um, I think this was one of the first Tom Baker, uh, serials I watched when I was, after I went to, I can't remember if it was my first galley or if it was my second. I said, you know what? I'm going to start watching some of these classic episodes. And I remember I picked Pirate Planet for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> the title probably sounded cool. Yeah, and um, just as confusing the second time around. Uh, you know, I will admit I chose this story because uh, a friend of the show, Mike Solko, answered my plea of like, hey, what sort of like cool but not too scary episode could I show in like a six-year-old? Ah. Um, and 
I will admit, on the whole, this episode or this story, not scary. No. Nothing horrible. No. Not also quite as action-packed as I think maybe they had hoped it would be. Right. Um, I've got a feeling I'd be answer a lot, answering a lot of questions as in, like, what are they doing? Yes. You know, th- they're having a laser gun fight. Why can't you see lasers? I'm like, I really <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, is this our first Romano One adventure? It is. Okay. I can't yeah, we've remember. Not had a, we've not had a Mary Tam episode yet. I, um... I I enjoyed her. I thought she's great. I like that she challenges the doctor to the point of him just like ripping pages out of the TARDIS manual. Yes, because he's wrong. Yeah, I I do like that. There is kind of um at one point I actually I don't think she's interacting with the doctor. No, she's interacting with one of the guards in their very unusual helmets. Oh my god. Um, we'll we'll talk costume yes, design in a yes. minute, but um and she she's bearing being very haughty. She's bearing, you know, very kind of like, you know, uh treat me like I'm upper class uh kind of way and and she does kind of carry this like even interacting with the doctor she's just like but this is how it should be done and this is this and this makes all makes sense and the doctor is very kind of chaotic comparatively he's like no 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 we've always done it this way and this makes more sense and it's like well no this is a simpler answer no 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 it's still going to do this way <laughs> uh, which which is you know always a delight because Tom Baker plays that so well. Yes. I, um, I have a note further down here cause I, I feel like we're not going to tackle this part for part like we usually do, or at least no, I, don't I don't, I don't think we should honestly. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed all the bits. I enjoyed all the comedic bits in this. I thought they were all, they were all, uh, pretty funny. I mean, just, totally. just the, um, just off the top of my head where, K9 is telling the doctor that um Ramana's uh, prettier than him and that's <laughs> why um she'll be able to make contact with with people cuz he's tr- they land on this planet and he's trying to get everyone's attention yes, and everyone and he's totally is just getting the brush off yeah is just ignoring yeah. him and she makes contact in about one second. Pretty um, much. And there's just so many good like one-liners are you sure this planet is meant to be here? Mhm. Um, and I love the bit with just that walkway. I mean, I don't want to get too, oh, I don't want to get no, too the ahead, the best. but, um, do you want to, do you want to talk about these guards and their, um, can I, can I just share one of my favorite lines since you mentioned, Aaron? yes. And I, I, I don't remember who said the line first. I think it was one of the, uh, inhabitants of the planet. And it's like, but, but I don't understand. And the doctor just goes exciting, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, between that and the doctor and the Roma- Romana, you know, disagreeing over how to drive the TARDIS. I mean, like, that's just classic. Like, oh, oh okay, you're a couple. You're arguing over driving. Yes. And those, those. Uh, well, I'll, we'll get to the, we'll cover the graphics in its own little part here. But let's talk about oh, yes. these guards. What are they, <laughs> what are they wearing and what, what store did they go to so I can avoid it? I, well, I don't, I don't think it's Armani. Um <laughs> I'm I, saying I'm, I'm, I'm saying really, a uh, a a bookstore of some variety may be attached to somewhere where you would buy this clothing. Maybe if you maybe. catch my drift. Yeah, they're. You know, it's funny because I feel like um, oh the the God, I'm forgetting his name. Um, uh, Fabuli. Yes. Oh my his, goodness. 
I he reminds me of one of the people in the Buggles video killed the radio music video. <laughs> right? The curly hair, the glasses. Yeah. But I look at his outfit and and a couple of people of a similar like rank to him and I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm looking at people, you know, from the Empire in Star Wars. Yes. There's a very similar cut to their outfits. But then you get the captain um, who's like half bionic. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll call them his guards and they're all kind of, kind of grouped together visually. Yes. Um, you know, very much wearing kind of, well, I mean, the captain obviously has got red, but you know, he's got the, the gold trim and the squares yeah. and, um, his guard, they're all kind of more of the black and silver. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're part of the Raider nation. I'm not sure what those helmets, <laughs> they might be, they might be, um, but, um, yeah, it, it, they are. They're crazy outfits. I, I mean, I'd love to see if, if again, I feel like I say something about cosplay almost every episode. I'd love to see if anybody has cosplay, the captain or any of his guards. Oh, I'm I'm sure there are some great cosplays of the captain out there. The guards. I hope so. I feel like you could just go to a bondage store and buy that. <laughs> Probably, yeah. My goodness, and those helmets are close. Yeah, those how helmets do you uh, how do you see out of those? I'm, I'm I'm hoping there's just black mesh like over eye holes, yes. and it all just kind of blends in. Because um, if not, they did a really good job guessing where everything on set was. Is it the uh, the Mentiads? The Mentiads, yeah, the Mentiads. They they kind of look like Brain Guy from MST3K. <laughs> they do. They're all <laughs> just dressed exactly like Brain Guy. Um, yeah, and you know they're just in these these. Like what even color would you call these robes? Uh, it's kind of like a almost like a I want to call it pale mustard. Yeah, it's like a um, it's like a very it's been washed a million times yellow. I don't know what <laughs> yes. the color so is they, like gone. They have the they have the leftovers from one of those fabric detergent commercials yes. where they wash it like a hundred times. Yes, that's and what they, they got. didn't have the ones that used wool light or exactly. whatever. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Um, and I mean, they have like some, they have like telekinesis and all this cool stuff and they actually end up, apparently they find, um, they'll find people who aren't believing what the, uh, what the captain is saying. And they're like, Hey, you're one of us. And they're like, Oh, cool. I can move stuff with my mind now. And they say, well, I, I, you know what? I'll be honest. I think, I think there's a, Ooh, God, do we want to say it out loud? Cause I really don't like the whole concept of it in the first place, but there is, there's kind of a midichlorian element. to this. Oh, when yes. Another person with psychic sensitivities, uh, you know, is discovered. They obviously, they reach out. There's this, you know, long scene in the first part where, you know, this, the new guy Praxis or whatever his name is, is kind of having this like breakdown. Yeah. Losing his mind to gain his back. He's losing his mind. And like the, the grandpa is just like, no, none of this is happening. I'm not seeing this. (laughs) Don't tell the neighbors. Can't you keep them quiet? And it's like, all right, chill out drama, grandpa. Drama grandpa, for sure. Drama grandpa. And, oh my goodness. <laughs> and they take him and he becomes like, I love that he's just like, looks like he's never slept before after they take him. Yeah, these guys really bags under the eyes like you would not believe. Yeah, did you make him worse or better? I can't tell. I'm still not sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any more. Oh, the captain. We got to talk about his, I mean, you briefly touched on his his little getup. Yes. Where he's like half, half cyborg. I don't know how he does anything with his like 
his robotic arm because it's not really an arm it just it's kind of like a stump at the end it it's 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 as if my kids had decided to try and build like a cardboard robot costume yeah right the arms yeah. aren't really going to be functional they're going to be giant rectangular prisms yes yeah, so you can just bludgeon people with pretty much uh at first i didn't really like his his outfit and then you know i saw him walking around in it a little bit more i'm like all right this is kind of cool i liked his little you know glowy green the green eyepiece on the, yes. one, on the one side i like that there was one piece of it i think it went up under his nose that i thought was oh, like completely that drove me nuts i yeah. can't i can't imagine having to act with something like that right there all the time i would constantly be like twitching well like my nose like something would constantly itch and i'd want to touch it i mean bruce Purchase was acting the hell out of every scene. I mean, oh my God. good lord. Yeah, the captain has no indoor voice. No, he doesn't. And he's just always saying, like, by the beard of the flaming devil. I don't know what he... <laughs> he's just always saying... I, the only one I wrote down was the was the moons of madness. Yes. But he had a whole bunch of them, and they were all... Uh, they're all They're pretty great. great. Um, we need to talk about this bird. Um, yeah, which I love. I love how you describe him in your first. Oh, note so when about we Robo Parrot, when we first see Robo Parrot, I think he actually has a name that and they. I don't uh, know what it is. Let me. I wrote it down. Let me find it because uh, he's very, very upset about the death of his his parrot. Yes. And I can't find it, but I have it written down somewhere. Oh, he also says the Great Parrot of Hades at one point. Forgot about that. The bird. I had its name, but it's gone now. Oh well, it's it's not here. Why didn't I write it down? I'm very upset. I, don't know. I thought I did. Anyway, so this bird, when I first you first see it, I just thought he had like one of those uh, collectors cups, like on his shoulder that he was just like very fond of because it looked like it had a straw coming out <laughs> yes. of its mouth. <laughs> it does. And then you find out, oh, it's it's a parrot or a hawk or something and i it's i didn't understand how it killed people did it just like run into their their stomach and just cause eternal bleeding immediately sucker punched him real hard yeah um well let's i mean let's remember there is the the thrilling scene um when uh the the bird the robo parrot is flying around like dropping i don't know laser poop on people yeah it it was like laser pooping on k9 or at least trying to yeah and k9 was trying to to shoot back with its you know little laser fixture that points down but yes shoots shoots upward that gets me every time i feel like that happens every time with k9 it just shoots Pretty much straight up immediately. Let's be honest. The amount of things that canine would have to shoot that is, you know, under his 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 muzzle, his snout. Yes, is probably a very small number of things. It was um, what a battle canine and Robo oh, pair. And uh, I, it was probably more thrilling than any of the laser gun blasts. Yes. Uh, in this entire story. Oh, my goodness. So I, 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 ju- I just before we get to the lasers, I would just like to point out that canine killed that bird and brought it to the doctor as a gift. Yes. Which was amazing. It was fantastic. I was like, yes, here we go. So let's go back to some more graphics. We have the guards shooting. And I laughed so hard. Oh, boy. Because uh, we have the um, Mentin... What is it again? Mentinads? Mentiads. Mentiads. Men- and they're men- just... The, the Mentos. The Mentos. Don't pour Diet the Coke on. They foam up. It's terrible. And they're just walking down this hill 
oh, like God, very yes. calmly. And we have the guards, and the guards are just they fire these lasers, and they're just firing little blotches of color at them, and they're it's... not even reacting to it at all. Oh my God! Yeah, they were also in flying V formation, so they must have just watched <laughs> Mighty Ducks. They they were they were heading south for the winter. And it is also the worst game of laser tag I've ever seen. Oh boy, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, my games of laser tag with my brother when I was a kid were <laughs> more thrilling than this. But um, uh, I don't know yeah. what were we just trying. I mean, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Why did we uh, need blotchy laser? colors we can't just have regular lasers i don't know because I, I i feel like we have other stories in in the tom baker era where you know you get a good you know here let's let, let's overlay a nice long line of laser being yeah. shot out by this that and the other thing and no here is a you know what looks like shooting a a, a broken ineffective um nes light gun at a broken cathode ray tube yes um, and you kind of actually see the spot on the screen where you're trying to hit the duck, and the dogs are just laughing at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. There is a a K nine line that was uh, a little. Uh, is it perplexing? Let's just go, let's go with perplexing to me. Okay. Uh, he stuns two of the guards, and the doctor says, "How long have you stunned them for?" And K nine says, "Indefinitely." Does that mean he killed them? You know. That's a good point. I remember that indefinitely. Line. What? So you put them in a coma, or how do you take them out of the coma? I just think well, you killed them. I don't know. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. If I'm going to get all English major on this and go for an indefined uh-huh. time, he's literally just refusing to define to the doctor how long. Yes, they've been stunned for. He's like, I'm. I'm just going to be a butthead to you, doctor, and you, it's, yeah, some amount of time, you get to figure it out. I think he killed them. I think it's, can- <laughs> I think it's canon that canine is a murderer. So we need to recut that scene with some really dark music. How long, how long are they stunned for? I did not stun them. They are dead. <laughs> there. You know, you can. Inter- I shame to them, doctor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. More, get, more, more graphics. I'm sorry. No, can, I, can I, can yes. I jump onto K9 yes. here just for a second? Because yeah. there is one part, um, I think right after the doctor and Romana are arguing about how to drive where we get breakdancing K9. Yes. Yes. He's did just I, spinning. I think I, did I write that down? <laughs> it was so, yes. K9 just breakdancing in the TARDIS. And I feel like this is around the time where we get those very unsettling graphics where the doctor tries to land the TARDIS and it's like I I could I could watch the first time it happened, but at the end of this, uh, oh, mm-hmm. where they were doing it for a while, I couldn't. I was like, all right, I can't I can't it, look at these. They're really hard to look at. Yeah, because the TARDIS and the the pirate planet are trying to materialize in the same spot at the yes. same time, and basically they do this effect where it looks like they're um, they're filming like uh, somebody taking a really big saw or a, a floppy mirror. Yeah, shaking. The um and what's what's funny is they actually um they do it in the beginning and and you remember how the doctor like smacks his head on the console yes um they actually had to do that to explain why he's got that cut on his lip because apparently like yeah. before filming started he was hanging out with like a friend's dog and the dog nipped him yeah and so they worked that into the story okay how to explain that 
Yeah, because I was looking at that the entire time. I was like, what is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but yes, especially at the end when it when it, we've got this like extended mix of it, 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 it did get a little rough on the eyes. Oh, yeah, it was too much. Yeah. I was like, I can't look at this right now. Ugh. So what do you, what do you say? These, these guards and their, their ability to shoot better than stormtroopers or worse than stormtroopers? Oh, man. Uh, I think worse. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, too. way worse. I'm, I'm almost very sure. <laughs> that it is way worse. Um, okay, we need to talk about this walkway. Yes, okay. So there <laughs> possibly, is possibly the best scene of the, of the story. Well, which part? Because we we the first time we get to the walkway, uh the doctor just pulls in an Arthur Fonzarelli and he just like hits this little panel, it opens, he hits a button, then he hits the panel again and it closes and he's on his way. I I loved that first time that he rode that walkway yes. and he's all kind of like wacky arm waving people. Yes. All the way down the hall. But I think I know which scene you're going to talk about next and that is actually equally as good. Well, there's. I feel like they're on this walkway a couple of times, they and are. there's one where he, I think, where he says the the line from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, where he hits like he he knocks him on the head as they're like, yeah, he knocks. He's like knocks on the guard's helmet, and he's like, I'm. I need to ask you a question or oh, something, and yes. he like knocks on there. And I just love that the walkway. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, because it's so ridiculous, just like a yes. ridiculous thing. But the. Uh, the best is in, I believe it's part four, mm-hmm. is uh, when the doctor uses the the walkway to get away. Yes. And then the guards use it, and they're coming after him, and he does, you know, he does some wibbly-wobbly stuff, and the, the walkway doesn't stop, and the guards just fly directly into a wall. <laughs> yes, as he calls it, Newton's Revenge. Yes, Newton's Revenge. Oh, that my goodness. Best. That, was that was so good. It was. It was a high point in an episode of, of somewhat flat uh, flat action. But yeah. that, was, that was a great part. And I'm trying to... Uh, I mean, I don't know if I... I wouldn't say I disliked this story. I just was... I think I told you it took me... So I watched parts one and two this morning. Mm-hmm. I took a nap. I woke up. I watched part three. I got some food. And then like an hour after that, I watched part four. It took me a very long time to get through this. Yeah, I, I watched part one and two on, I think, Wednesday evening. And then I watched three and four last night. Um, um, and then and then chased it with some ghost adventures and then YouTube videos of people going out and checking Area 51. Um, <laughs> Because I guess that's how you have to chase the pirate planet sometimes. And, and um, yeah, God, I mean, Douglas Adams and Tom Baker, you think, would be just this magical concoction of yeah delightful bonkersness. Not, you know, kinda bonkersness. Not, you know, Tegan fever dreams bonkersness. But, like, just delightful, manic romp through things. And I, I feel like the story has a ton of potential. It does. Um, and, and and there's some there is really some great stuff in it. But there are times where I'm just like they are completely on the planet of non reactions. You know, the, yeah. the, the Mentiads are so 
cerebral because they're psychic yeah you know, um, yes. so as to not have reactions to things and i and i get it part of it is like okay we're gonna put the special effect here where the doctor's gonna try to stand up and you're just gonna stare at him he's gonna fall down again <laughs> and then he's gonna try to get up and you're gonna stare at him he's gonna fall down again in fact if, if if the line wasn't so long i would say slammed into the wall with good vibrations it should be our alternate title oh my goodness i think canine is a murderer should be our <laughs> No, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the mood strikes me when I'm editing this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, even there's – God, and I, I I feel, like, really bad saying this, but I feel like even when there is an action sequence and, and you know, the guards run up and they're trying to shoot and, like, people are shooting back, I don't even feel – and I really like I really feel bad saying this, but I feel like the music doesn't meet it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, 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 it could be a little stronger. I feel like the reactions, especially during those scenes, could be stronger. Honestly, I feel like, you know, the acting almost everywhere else, typically the captain, um, <clears throat> Nursey Poo, um, because <laughs> I can't remember her name for the life. Of I me, can't but either. We'll, we'll talk about the nurse here in a second. Um, uh, you know, even even the end of part three, where where you know Hollow Doctor gets tossed off the, yes. the plank, which is a fairly short plank, I'll admit. The captain doesn't even have this big booming maniacal laugh. It's it's almost like he's giggling. Yes, <laughs> it's like ha ha ha. Are the credits rolling yet? Okay, okay. All right, we're out of here. Um, there there's just these like these there. It, this could have been full of hits. And there's some really good stuff that hits, and there's some stuff that just misses, and it just pulls back enough from making this a really excellent story. I, I'm happy to say that I think if I could get my kids to be like, all right, we're going to watch this doctor on my shirt with the big scarf. Yeah, we're going to watch that one. I think they'd be okay with it. There's nothing horribly scary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, there's, there's, there's nothing uh, truly grotesque or nightmare-inducing. No. Um you know, so that's 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 you know certainly not a bad thing. But as an adult, obviously looking at it, I'm just like it's it's a good story. But God, it could have been great. Yeah, it could have. It could have been. Now the the nurse is actually um, in the credits is is listed as nurse, but uh, it's actually uh, Zanzia. Uh, that works for me. Although I think she was also a character on Voltron. But um... <sighs> I and I believe. Um, Zanzia is also the the queen that we see in the uh hanging out in the like the old the older version. Yes. So that's who this is. That's exactly Zanzia. who it is. So that's a, you know I, what? I had a prediction. I had a prediction in part 2. I'm like this nurse, she's pulling the strings. Oh, really? I and you know what? I didn't even get this um because that's a bit of a twist besides her mm-hmm. not being uh besides her being a hologram kind of sort of um i didn't even get that she was she and the person who was frozen uh in her last moments were the same person i had no idea i didn't put that together i n- n- for me not until they actually explained it i don't like i don't i must have i don't know guys like <laughs> listeners i got nothing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> look I'll, I'll admit sometimes when i'm writing down notes and i'm trying to like watch it because I, I very rarely do i get more than a, a single pass right uh when we're doing this so so i'm sitting there watching and i'll look down to take a note and i'll look back up and be like wait what just happened where 
hold on. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> this is how we come at it. Um, I also believe the, the bird's name is Avaton. That works for me. I just looked it up. Okay. Avaton, the bird that poops lasers. Actually, that might be that might a be better our, alternate, our alternate title. title. I like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I really have anything, anything else to say about this. I, you know, I, I feel like I've got to go back and look at both episode one and two because I swear Canine's collar changes. Oh yeah, because in the first. In the first uh, part of this, it it looks like it's, it's like an yellow. all yellow plaid. Yeah, right? yellow plaid. But I didn't know okay. if it changed after that. But I wonder if it, they change it from. Oh, it changed like in the story. Yeah, part two, three, and four. It was a different. Oh, it was like red, yellow, and and green. Well, plaid. well, <laughs> I'm convinced. I, I'm going to go back and look, but I'm I'm pretty convinced. Um, I did love the captain saying i shall be free from you you hag yes and then she says die you fool die it's just overacting 101 just it completely my goodness and i i just what a strange ending to this serial where yeah. they, they think they have blown up the uh the model city with their minds but it appears that the doctor just found a wily e. coyote acme explosion box <laughs> dynamite yes. and just presses it and i love how he slowly disappears behind everyone like the elevator down kind of thing yes it's just so that ridiculous was... and yeah, then it, like they blow up the city and then he's like well thumbs up see you later yeah my last note is dr fist pump yeah it was um, so strange it, it was a little bit and and it's funny because you know when i saw like uh, the compressed planets. Yes. And there's that oh. whole discussion about how the physics of how they're doing that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be the captain's undoing. They're they're going to unleash this, and like, right. these planets are going to come back to full size and crush everything or whatever. No, that did not happen. No, they did. They did manage to restore, I guess, at least one of the planets. Um, yeah. In some very strange, you know, special effects looking way, but. Yeah, then when when they blow everything up, it's kind of funny because even the doctor says hey, it's a bit cruel but immensely satisfying. And I'm like, that's really kind of dark of you, dude. Yeah. Yes. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this this gets a big old whelp. Yeah, this is a very much a whelp for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I did oh, enjoy I did enjoy uh, traveling with Romana one for the first time, mm-hmm. at least uh, here, I, I enjoyed yeah. that. She doesn't really take any of the doctors. She feels like more of an equal than definitely than anything else. Definitely. Um, let's, let's, we would be remiss if we wrapped up without talking about Dr. Big head now. Oh, are you, <laughs> we're, we're talking about trying at to get the, the end in the works. <laughs> Is that at the end where it's like, hello, I here we are all floating heads now. Yes, and here's our here's our floating wrench. Yes, pick up that wrench with your mind and smash what, this thing. What do we do? Hit it. I love that it was like a whole big explanation, and they were like, all right, cool, uh, what do we do? <laughs> He's like, just smash yeah. it. Oh, okay, tink. Tink. Kaboom, 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 kaboom. Like, <laughs> everything in the local council power station is just exploding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just the whole thing. So, yeah, that was uh, that was Pirate Planet. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, anything else before we, we wrap up and I reveal I... what we're doing next time? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I, th- oh. I think eventually, I think eventually someday we should 
you know, cover the other stories of the key to time. But seeing as how I just forced us through the tile of a time Lord, I'm not going to try. <laughs> to this through. Yes. I also you saw, know. yeah, that uh, he kept mentioning the key of time and I looked it up and went, Oh boy. Yeah. I, I kind of love that. Cause they had found like the first piece in the story before this. He literally is sticking it in a boot. Yes. In a vintage refrigerator <laughs> that is somehow in the TARDIS. I'm like, all right, why not? That yeah, seems as good a place as any. Makes makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk uh, just briefly. I I, I want to mention the caves that they're in. I thought the cave was pretty cool. Oh yeah, the cave is pretty cool. That was about. I mean, I was like, oh, this is a pretty sweet cave that they uh, <laughs> they filmed in, and that was pretty much all I wanted to say. It was a cool cave. So uh, next time. I'm bringing us back. You know, I was actually looking at some Troughton stories, but then I realized all Troughton stories are like seven parts. <laughs> at least not all of them are animated. And I yes, and I went, I don't know if I if I'm ready to do a seven part. So I asked I actually asked my sister, I said, what should we review? Because she uh. she actually hasn't watched or listened to any of our episodes because she said, do they, do they have spoilers? And I went, I don't know. Mm. So she's like, all right, I'm not going to not going to listen to any of them. And I went, oh, so I messaged her and I said, hey, what episode should we review? And she actually said you should review God Complex. And I went, well, uh, I've got some bad yeah. news. <laughs> We've already done that. And then I saw where she is because she is um she is on the season that w- this episode I uh I picked is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I believe she just finished the is this this is season seven. Okay. My goodness, she's just she's just trucking along here. I think she's she hasn't watched the episode before this yet. So I said, you know what? I'll, she wa- the last episode she watched was the Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay. So uh, the episode that we are going to review next time, hopefully spoiler free, so my sister can finally listen to an episode, (laughs) is A Town Called Mercy. Hooray. Starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy Pond, and Arthur Darville as Rory Williams. And and can I simply point out, I one of the reasons I love this episode is because it has one of my favorite actors from another one of my favorite shows, Farscape. Uh, It's got Ben Browder. Oh, in this, this is my way of connecting Doctor Who and Farscape fandoms. Well, there you go. And yeah, uh, I very good story. Uh, it was directed by uh, Sal Metstein and written by Toby Whithouse. And I picked this because I'm a sucker for a western, and I remember loving this episode. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It'll be nice to come back and revisit it because it's it's probably been a couple years since I've seen it. Yeah, me too. So excellent. Yeah, I think this is a good good choice. It gives us a break from. The onslaught of <laughs> that I've been subjected. That is classic. To. Well, no, we've yeah. both been. Yeah. We've we uh, we took that journey together. Yeah, but I started the ball rolling. You, you did probably felt like you had to pick it up. I get it. Yeah, but we we've completed an entire season. We classic, did, and which, it wasn't season twenty five. We were so close. I know. There's one. I think there. That's um, McCoy, right? There's, yeah. I think one one we haven't watched. It was Silver Silver Nemesis. Yeah, I almost which I, I think that still one. stands as one of my favorite guilty pleasure ones. Well, we'll we'll probably uh, we'll get to it eventually, and then cross mm-hmm. another uh, another classic who off of our list. But um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, a town called Mercy in in two weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Until then, mm-hmm. you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter 
at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, which apparently is still a thing. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Apparently the panic of that site closing has um, died down for now. Knock on wood. But we're pre- yeah, right? we're prepared. Don't worry about it. Uh, head on over to N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Podcastica shirts. Buy one of our The Future of Time and Space is Female shirts. Check them out. Wear them. Get in arguments with idiots. <laughs> Patreon People that are not idiots, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Huge shout out to Mike. He is uh, one of our Patreons. He he gives us money each and every month, and we appreciate him for more than for more than just this. We should have him on again. We should. Should figure out an episode and, and get him on. Uh, huge shout out to the Y-Axis. They do our music. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axis. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axis. The yaxes.bandcamp.com, and they're also on Spotify, and I believe they're actually recording some new stuff right now. So nice. be on the lookout. So that's it for us this week. Join us again in two weeks for episode 109, A Town Called Mercy, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. By the beard of the flaming devil i don't know what he (laughs) this has been a night of the living geeks production for more information and content visit notlg.com